The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. This is the Employment Law Show. That is correct. It is uh, 6.32, and welcome to it, the Wednesday night edition. John Scholes here along with Lior Samfiru, co-founding partner, Samfiru Tamarkin LLP. They are the most positively reviewed law firm in Canada. We talk about employment rights on the show, all kinds of things. Uh, you've been harassed at work, wrongfully dismissed, maybe just terminated, laid off, think you're going to be terminated. Uh, maybe a human rights issue or just a severance question. Bring it on. That's why we're doing the show over the next half hour, uh, Monday to Thursday, 416-870-6400. Now is the time to reach out and discuss those questions you have in mind. You want to reach out through email, we'll do that as well, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And you can always get a hold of Lior and his team when the show's not uh, doing its thing every half hour here during the week. And to do that, one 821 5900 and pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. The biggest employment law violations that even big employers are guilty of. That's coming here in just a, a couple moments, but we always start off, Lior, with the, uh, the case of the day. What do you got cooking? Uh, I got some employment law issues cooking. Uh, nice. Luckily, uh, we're going to get this done and resolved, and I'm happy to be able to resolve as many of those issues as possible. And that's why we're here on the show, to get calls so that people can get answers to what bothers them, to, to, to their questions, to their dilemmas. I know that there's questions, and I know sometimes it really impacts you. You may get really down on yourself because things are not going well at work. Well, whatever the issue is, there are options. There's rights that you have. You may not realize the rights that you have, but they're there. And I'm here to tell you exactly what they are. So if you're in that situation, something's off at work, you're not happy, uh, your boss did something, maybe you were worried about losing your job or you've lost it. Now's the time to call us here. I'll tell you what you need to know. I'll answer your question and hopefully give you some advice that you can use But of course, you can also call me at the office anytime. We'll give you that contact information so I can roll up my sleeves and get to work to actually help you uh, and and, uh, resolve that workplace issue that you're dealing with. And the case of the day where I like to start, let me tell you about a situation that I discussed with someone uh, actually earlier today. First time I actually spoke with this uh, gentleman was a few weeks ago where uh, he called me to tell me that he felt that his, uh, his employer was trying hard to get him to quit. So they were making his life very difficult. They were cutting him off uh, meetings. They were uh, you know, saying things to him about you know, his future and how it's probably not the right fit there for him. Uh, and and you know, clearly that they wanted him to quit. They wanted him to leave. So he called me and he wanted to know what to do. So here's what I told him. I said, well, if you just leave, you're making it easier for them because if they want to let you go, if they don't want you to work there, they can let you go and pay you your severance. If uh, if you leave, they'll take the view that you've quit and that they don't have to pay you anything. And, and mm. obviously, that would be great for the company, but why, why do that? So I said, stick it out. Do your job as best you can. Unless it gets to the point that you're feeling completely harassed and bullied, do your job, ignore them, and let them make a move if they want to. So fast forward, called me earlier today, says, Lior, guess what? They let me go. 
And yeah, sure enough, they let him go. He worked there for just over two and a half years, started there right before COVID. And they had offered him three weeks pay. Of course, you know, John, our regular listeners know that he's owed more than that. I assessed him as being owed between four to five months of pay, four to five months of severance. So now it becomes a very easy exercise to get him that severance. It's going to be a no, no problem. You know, next week or week after that, should all be resolved. He'll get paid. And if he had quit, well, we could have still made the argument that it's a constructive dismissal, but it's more difficult. So just by kind of sticking it out, he got severance. So there's a lesson here is because I actually get calls, emails quite often from people saying my boss is trying to get me to quit. Well, if possible, don't. Don't quit. Don't do their job for them. Don't save them money. Mm. Your boss doesn't want you there. It's their right, but they have to make the move. They have to pay you severance. Of course, if you are bullied, you shouldn't have to continue working there. Let's talk. Let's get you out of there and get your compensation. But if I have my choice and I have my wage on, I'd rather deal with a termination rather than a resignation so that I can easily get severance to the employee. Yeah, you've heard that before, trying to push people out the door in one way or another. It's, you know, it's it's like you've done something wrong. I expect your resignation on my desk tomorrow. Same type of thing. They're trying to turn the table to make you make the move, which you should never do because, to your point, you'll lose out on severance, and it's just not correct in the first place, right? Exactly. Don't, don't do that. And, and, again, there are situations where, you know, you've had enough. You just can't take it anymore. You're being treated right. so badly. I get that. If you can show that that's what's happened – then you can still leave. You can still get severance. That's a constructive dismissal. But other than that, I'd rather you stick it out. Chances are the company will let you go. And remember, it's not better. It is not better to resign than to be let go. There's no need to be worried about what that means. The only thing that mm-hmm. happens if you resign is you don't get severance. You don't get EI, whereas you get both if you are let go. So uh, don't be worried about that. And don't give the company a gift that they don't deserve. Lots of time, lots of open lines, 416-870-6400 here at 638. You can give us a call here in this Wednesday evening and ask your questions. In between that, though, the biggest employment law violations that even the big employers are uh, guilty of, sometimes it's over some sites, sometimes it's ignorance, but we're going to uh, work our way through some of these, pal. First one is this, don't properly deal with workplace harassment issues. That's very common. It is common, John, and the reason I wanted to talk about this topic particularly is because there's a tendency for some employees to think, well, I work for a large employer, they must know what they're doing. They're sophisticated, they have HR people, et cetera, so if they're doing something, it must be right. Mm -hmm. If they say I'm owed something or not owed something, they must be right because they know they're sophisticated. Well, no, not the case, not at all. Big employers, small employers, they get things wrong all the time. They make mistakes. They break the law. And we're going to talk about a few situations, common situations. There's many more where even large employers are guilty of, of, of making those mistakes. And what you've discussed right now is very correct. They don't properly deal with, with harassment allegations. And let's kind of set the stage here. If you're, mm-hmm. if you're complaining to your employer about harassment, your employer, first of all, by law, must take it seriously, must investigate and ultimately must rectify that problem. They have to. It's not a good or best practices thing. It's a legal requirement. And if they don't do that, that's potentially a violation of several statutes. It's a constructive dismissal, you name it. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen even large employers, sophisticated employers that should know better, not 
deal with it properly. They don't take it seriously. They don't investigate or they conduct a, a wishy-washy investigation just to kind of tick the box uh, and, or, and don't take steps to rectify the, the harassment in the workplace. That's wrong. That's illegal. You deserve better. I'm not saying you deserve better in, in terms of, you know, that's the, 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 the nice thing that you deserve. I'm saying you deserve better legally. So if you find that your employer is not dealing with harassment, you've told them that you're being harassed and mistreated, they don't do anything about it, you're still that that in that situation, give me a call. I can either give that employer a bit of a wake-up call and a kick in the pants, or I can get you out of there with compensation. Mm-hmm. But employers, large and small, get this wrong all the time. This one, too, which has uh, really been uh, in the news lately over the last couple of years, year and a half anyway, terminate employment uh, because of vaccine status still going on. Still going on. Large employers. We're talking, you know, banks. We're talking huge uh, technical uh, companies. And and no, it's not something that's right. I've seen many large, huge companies. I'm not going to name names that decide to terminate employment because of an individual's vaccine status. Now, this is not a commentary about whether vaccines are good or bad. Not at all. This is simply about the law. And an Mm -hmm. employer, unless there's a government mandate, and guess what? There aren't any doesn't have the right to just terminate someone for cause or just put them off work on, a, on an indefinite suspension because of their vaccine status. They can't do that. I understand they want employees vaccinated. I get that completely. But that does not allow them to fire someone, not pay them severance, or just uh, put them on ice indefinitely uh, and not pay them uh, that way. So I've seen companies make that mistake time and time again over the past year and it's not right. It's a wrongful dismissal. So don't assume just because it's a large company and they, they say you have to be vaccinated, that that is something that they're allowed to do. There are good, very good reason, important reasons as to why you should be vaccinated. Don't get me wrong. I think it's extremely important. But that's not the issue. If ultimately you're not vaccinated, if your employer wants you uh, gone, they have to pay you. They have to pay you severance. And they can't put you off uh, without uh, compensation. Large companies get this wrong all the time. Again, questions, comments, time, 416-870-6400. That is how you call into the show now and ask those questions. Email help at employmentlawyer.ca. We're talking about some of the big employers and the violations they still get wrong. They're still guilty of it. Uh, They have employees sign employment agreements after they start working. Again, they might have got the cue from somebody or a friend or a a lawyer or their business partner telling them, you know what, we better uh, send out a round of employment agreements for all these people who are already employed by us, right? Yeah, or they may realize that their previous employment agreements were not uh, doing the job or they were not drafted properly enough. And they want employees to sign new employment agreements. Again, large companies do this all the time, but they forget something very important. And that is that to make it legal, to make it enforceable, they have to offer the employee, the existing employee, something in return for signing. So if your employer says, I need you to sign a new employment agreement, sign here. Okay, fine, I sign and continue working. That agreement is not going to be enforceable in most cases because you didn't get something in return for signing it. We call this consideration. So what can you get in return? Well, a signing bonus, it could be, as an example, a pay raise, extra vacation, uh, something that of value that you otherwise wouldn't have. So employers get this wrong all the time, and that means that despite them having employment agreements in place, they may not be enforceable. Very important for employees, though. Be very, very concerned if you're an employer. Again, large employer or small employer wants you to sign a new employment agreement. That's never 
good news for you, the employee. It's always bad news. It's good for the employer. And certainly, if you ended up signing an agreement, if you didn't get something in return, that could be very good news. You may be able to get around it. Don't assume just because you signed something that ultimately is enforceable. An employment agreement could cost you a lot of money. It could limit your future severance uh, to a fraction of what it is. That's just one example. So yeah. be very careful and pay a lot of attention to any new employment agreement. As we uh, get into a break, we'll continue this list of things, the violations even the big companies are still making at this time. You bet they are. And in the meantime, you want to grab a uh, phone over the next minute or two, 416-870-6400, or reach out to Lior during after the show as well, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And we'll continue the Wednesday night edition of the Employment Law Show. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show. You bet, 647. You still got some time. So, uh, yeah, bring it on, like said, 416 870 6400, the number to call in, ask your questions, help at employmentlawyer.ca. If we've got a few moments near the end, we'll get to an email or two. And I want to remind you, the website built free and anonymous just for you is pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Rolled into that, the severance pay calculator. You know what that does, calculate your severance effectively and quickly. Anytime you want to check that out, over 2 million have done so, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. .ca. Back into the uh, the topic of the uh, the show this half hour, Lior, on a, on a Wednesday, the biggest employment law violations that even the big boys, the big employers, are still guilty enough. And this one, this, I don't know if this is ever going to stop, but don't make enough efforts to accommodate an employee's medical limitations. How about that? Yeah, this is, this is huge. And in terms of common violations, this may be the most common, uh, believe it or not. And, and, you know, this is not a complicated uh, situation. Ultimately, if you have a medical condition, if you have a disability and you require accommodation, your employer has to do whatever it is that your doctor says you need. That may mean giving you modified duties or modified hours. Maybe that means allowing you to work from home if that's what your doctor says. Whatever your doctor says, your employer has to find a way to do it. Now, I understand sometimes it's not easy, but even if it's not easy, our human rights laws mandate, require your employer to do that. And time and time again, John, I see individuals providing that doctor's note saying, here's the accommodation needed. And the employer saying, well, yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, We're not going to do that. (laughs) Or we're not really uh, in agreement with your doctor. We need you to see another doctor. That's very common, by the way, with uh, large employers. Can't do that. Can't require you to see another doctor. Can't impose conditions. Can't say no. Uh, can't say we don't feel like it. So I see this happen too often, and it's it's illegal. By an employer failing to accommodate, that's a human rights violation. Remember, your doctor has a tremendous a tremendous amount of power when it comes to your health and your uh, accommodation that the employer has to provide. You need a doctor's note saying, here's the support, here's the accommodation, and that's it. Doctor can also tell you tell your employer if you need time off, or if you're ready to come back to work. And in fact, a large employer is probably expected to do even more 
mm-hmm. to accommodate than a small employer. They have more resources. There's more positions they can put you in. Uh, you know, there's more uh, more money potentially that they have. So because of that, it's something that an employer can't get around. I've seen this happen. If you find yourself in that situation, not being accommodated, large employer or small for that matter, you have to call me right away. Is there a, a threshold? I mean, I understand, you know, if somebody you know, has to, you know, have a certain chair or maybe, you know, can't sit or stand or work from home part of the week. But if they're asking for, you know, another wing on the building and their own elevator, I mean, there's, there's, there's certain points where the employer can go, all right, take it easy. I can't go that far, right? I need my own butler. How's that? I, I'm in. Uh, <laughs> me too. No. Uh, so there is, of course, a limit. Like, right. like with everything else in life, there's a limit. There's a point beyond which the employer does not have to go. So every situation is different, but we call this the point of undue hardship. What that means is that if it becomes so difficult or so expensive, so complicated to provide you the accommodation that you want, then the employer can say, okay, we don't have to go quite that far. The thing is, it's expected that it'd be difficult. Okay, difficult is mm. okay. You still have to accommodate. Too difficult, over the top difficult. Yes, that's when the employer doesn't have to go that far. And too many times, John, I've seen employers say, yeah, yeah, that's too difficult when it's really not. And again, that's yeah. a human rights violation. Again, 416-870-6400, the number in the remaining minutes to call in and ask a question. If something piques your interest or you're wondering about something, don't hesitate to call in. Uh, as we get down our list here, the violations, even the big employees are still guilty of at this point. Uh, this one, if you can believe it, discipline or even terminate pregnant employees. John, last week alone, I had two such cases. Again, large employers where the employer really messed up you return to work of a, of a pregnant employee or, or an employee that I should say had a had a baby in, over the previous year. So it happens, it's illegal, and large employers get this wrong. And in this particular situation, it was the employees wanted to come back to work, and the company said, no, no, your job is not available, but we have a different job for you. What they really were trying to do is to keep the replacement, the person that took over the job while the ladies were on maternity leave can't do that and it's easy to think and those ladies kind of were thinking that well you know they probably know what they're doing they're they're not going to uh make big mistakes uh if uh, if they're that sophisticated and well when i spoke to them i said well yeah they made that mistake they made that uh complete big uh, error in not bringing you back to the same position human rights violation employment standards act violation constructive dismissal it's all that you're taking up parental leave, number one, nothing can happen to you. You can't be penalized. You can't be punished. Nothing. That goes without saying. But you have to be brought back to the same job, same position, same pay, same location that you had previous to your taking the leave. Anything short of that is illegal. And for reasons that I'm not understanding, large employers, small ones too, of course, but we're talking about large employers, get this wrong all the time. Another one here, and this one's been a common theme for, you know, 10 years of doing this show as far as the big violations are concerned, and that is good old-fashioned offering inadequate severance. This is where the the kind of the big employer versus the small employer can confuse employees. Time and time again, I speak to individuals saying, well, I assume my employer knew what they were doing. I assume my offer is fair because it's such a big company. It's a reputable company. It's It's a company with you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of employees, if not thousands, 
So if they say, you know, I'm going to pay you six months severance, that must be all I'm owed, right? It's easy to think that. Whereas if you work for a mom and pop shop, you may have some doubts. Do they really know? Do they really understand what my severance is? Well, here's the thing. Large company, huge company, small company, it does not matter. The odds of getting terrible severance are exactly the same. Even with huge, large employers, in 90% of the cases that I see, the severance offered is completely inadequate. And I'm not saying, well, you know, it's it's eight weeks, it should have been 10 weeks. No, I'm saying it's eight weeks and it should have been 10 months. So that's what I see all the time. And you may say, well, why? large company, they're smart, they're sophisticated. Why are they doing that? Well, despite being smart, they can still be wrong. That's one issue. The other issue is that they may know exactly what they're, the, you're owed, but they hope that you don't. They hope to be able to get away with it. And unfortunately, in many cases, they are able to get away with it because people don't know any better. Of course, that doesn't happen to our listeners. They do know better because they've been listening to me uh, you know, preach this gospel for many years now. Mm-hmm. They they know that severance is inadequate. They know they need to get advice and never, ever accept it. But it's easy to fall into the trap of thinking, this is a large employer. They know better. They don't. You're owed more severance. And another one that kind of goes along the same lines of uh, problems with compensation is they don't pay overtime when they should, right? I see this all the time. My gosh, large employers. Again, you think they would know, Right. We have HR people. We have you know uh, lawyers on speed dial. Do you think they would know? Well, no. Uh, they they just like everyone else get this wrong, and and especially in situations where overtime is not requested. Employers often say, "Well, we're only going to pay overtime if we tell you to work extra hours. If you work extra, hey, that's on you." Wrong. Not the case. If you work overtime because you needed to get the job done, even if your employer didn't tell you to do it. Right. They have to pay it. They have. In fact, I'll take a step further. If they tell you not to work overtime, but you still ended up working it because you had to get the job done, guess what? They still have to pay you overtime. And I've seen time and time again, employers say, no, no, not going to pay you. You worked it. That's great. But we didn't want you to. We didn't ask you to. So we're not paying it. Wrong. Illegal. And certainly, let's also not forget that just because you're on salary doesn't mean you don't get overtime. You get overtime even if you're a salaried employee. And large companies that should know better, they really, really should still get this wrong all the time. This one they get wrong too. They jump the gun, as you say, when terminating employment for cause. You know what? I actually think large companies are more guilty of this than smaller companies. Uh, I don't know why, but gosh – Every single time when I see a large company terminating someone supposedly for cause, there really isn't cause. In other words, whatever it is that the employee did is not bad enough to rise to that level. They haven't committed such a a mortal sin that they can be let go for cause. And that's because, as again our regular listeners know, it is hard and it's difficult to terminate an employee for cause. The employee would have had to do something awful, terrible, to, to justify such a termination. The fact that they've done something wrong, you know what, you missed a shift yesterday, uh, we're upset about that, we're gonna we're gonna let you go for cause, can't do that. You shouldn't have missed a shift, okay? I'm not saying that's a good thing at all. But right. it doesn't mean you can be fired for cause. Large companies get this wrong and that's a wrongful dismissal. So unless you've done something terrible and you know that you did, unless that's happened, if you're let go and the company says cause, it's probably not likely a wrongful dismissal 
and you are owed your severance. Last one, a couple seconds for this one. Layoff employees temporarily. It's been the big one for the last two years. Huge. And huge yeah. companies do that. Massive companies. A temporary layoff is not something an employer is allowed to do, even if it's a large company, even if it's for good reasons. If you are laid off temporarily, you can treat that as a termination. Don't assume that just because it's a large company, they must know what they're doing. Likely they don't, and you can still make the decision to get severance. We are done, but we're back tomorrow at 6.30. In the meantime, 1-855-821-5900. Reach out to Lior. Email help at employmentlawyer.ca. And always use the free and anonymous website, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you tomorrow again on the Employment Law Show. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Chorus Entertainment.